What is up, you beautiful people? Welcome back to the Built on Bitcoin podcast, where we cover all the innovation happening across the Bitcoin ecosystem. I'm your host, Jacob Brown, but you'll see me around as Jake Blockchain. And today I have Oscar Mary on the podcast. So Oscar is the founder of a podcasting app called Fountain that integrates lightning as a way to give value to creators, but also get paid as a listener. So there's a ton to talk about as far as how to build in this Web3, Web2 crossover. What does lightning bring to the table and a bunch of other topics? I really think that this is one example of what the future of Bitcoin looks like, where the use case is so abstracted that you can use it just as a Web2 podcasting app, just like you would Spotify, Apple, whatever. But if you want, if you so choose, you can hook up a Lightning wallet, which they make pretty easy, and get paid to listen. And there's some other features around discovery that are just, it's crazy that this hasn't existed yet. So it shows that there is still innovation to be had in the Web2 world by far. Like entrenched players of podcasting apps are not fully built out. So you can still definitely innovate in Web2 and do amazing things. But when you overlay them with something like Lightning or what crypto offers, you might have a perfect combo. So I love what they're building. Uh, if you haven't used Fountain app, do check it out. Uh, fountain.fm if you want to check it out. But yeah, without further ado, let's jump in. But first, a quick word from our sponsor. We all know Bitcoin is for the innovators, the revolutionaries, and the builders looking to build a better world for themselves and for the next generation. We also know the saying, the best time to plant a tree is 20 years ago. The next best time is right now. The same thing applies to building on Bitcoin. If you want to come build with the most active developer community building new use cases for Bitcoin, then it's time you make the leap to learning Clarity. Clarity is the stack's smart contract programming layer which enables us to work on DeFi, smart contracts, and so much more, all built with the safety and security that comes with Bitcoin. Start today by going to start.stacks.org. Start.stacks.org has a five-step journey that will take you from complete Stacks novice to teaching you clarity all the way to finding a job with a Web3 Stacks startup. Don't wait another month, year, or decade waiting to get involved in the Bitcoin ecosystem. Start building on Bitcoin today. Go to start.stacks.org to start learning and building today. Thank you to our sponsor as always. Now let's jump into this fantastic, fantastic episode with the founder of Fountain Podcasting App, Oscar Mary. Welcome to Built on Bitcoin. Oscar, how you doing today, my man? Good, Jake. Good to meet you. Likewise, man. Likewise, I'm uh, I'm excited to have this conversation. I've for those that are new to this podcast, I used to be a stacks focused podcast, and now I'm Bitcoin broadly, and it's been super interesting to see all the different things going on across Bitcoin proper, but especially in Lightning. There's just so much going on, which is how I find out about you is is Lightning and podcasting 2.0 and value for value and all these things, which, you know, are great for me as a podcaster myself. So there's a ton to talk about. Um, but before we get to anything crypto related, lightning fountain, 
Let me just hear a little bit about your background kind of professionally before you got into the crypto space. Yeah, sure. So um, originally studied engineering and um, been kind of a developer for a long time, previously working uh, for, for a big tech company and then had a previous business working in the voice application development space. Uh, so did that for a few years. And yeah, so always been in tech, um, been a developer for a long time. And yeah, we, we set up Fountain originally uh, in 2021. Okay. And uh, so I'm trying to think how I want to jump on this first, because I've seen there's a lot of interest in Web3 and crypto, but there's still much more developers kind of in the Web2 world, whether it's the golden handcuffs of great jobs or whatever it is, and they don't want to make the jump. So what what kind of enticed you? Was it a, rethinking podcasting first or was it lightning is this new way to rethink the creator economy or how did you decide like i'm going to go jump into that new thing over there yeah great question so it actually was podcasting first and, and lightning second so the original version of fountain that we built just as an experiment before we even decided to turn it into a business was all around the clipping mechanism that we have in fountain so it, in the app as a listener you can create clips of your of the podcast you're listening to and we believe that this is a great way to share uh, knowledge and insights that you discover in podcasts with um, the people that you follow on Fountain, but also externally. Um, if you think about podcasting as a medium, um, there, there's a couple of uh, discovery problems. One is with the back catalog. So, you know, think of your favorite show. Um, there's probably hundreds of episodes in the back catalog that you've never even listened to, even as a, you know, a really big fan of that show. Um, and then second to that, anyone that's really into podcasts will probably know this problem of where you open up your podcast app uh, in the morning or whenever, and you'll see so many episodes, you don't know which one to choose. And so there's a lot of content out there, but it's really difficult to browse. And this is something that audio in particular uh, it is difficult to do. So we originally built the first version of Fountain to to give that power of clipping to the listener. Um, and we were just, we had that version of the app in pro, in a prototype in beta. We were playing around with it. And again, this is before we decided to turn it into a business. But then at the same time, um, we saw what was happening with the Lightning Network and Podcasting 2.0. And myself personally, I'd been a big believer in Bitcoin for many, many years before that. I never thought that I'd work uh, with Bitcoin, you know, professionally. Um, but when I saw the Lightning Network, and what was happening with podcasting 2.0 it just clicked instantly and i was like okay this is uh, this gives us programmable money as a tool uh, as a developer tool and that's something that is just that we've not really had before um and there's so much opportunity there so we kind of jumped on it and decided to layer on the lightning payments on on top of the clipping so when we launched fountain in um August of last year, 2021, um, we launched with these kind of this dual proposition of create and share clips and also support your favorite podcasts over the Lightning Network. Got it. Which once you use it, it's like it's hard to go back. It's kind of like crypto more broadly, where it's like once you see Bitcoin, like this different kind of money, it's like the rest of the world kind of seems crazy. It's kind of nuts that what you guys had built 
just with the clipping feature alone is like podcasting seems like a mature space, but there's still so much innovation just in the web two world before we even get into lightning. But, and before we and like the overlaying is super, there's like a weird flywheel effect where it's like this goes to that, goes to that, goes to that. That's amazing. Uh, but before we go deeper into that, you, you mentioned that you weren't going to turn into a business. So you didn't have plans to. So, and this is kind of interesting for me where like, I don't fully still grasp this open source mentality. It just seems so foreign to me to just like build to build and maybe you get funding, but there's no real tangible, like my carrot. So what, when you guys are just kind of hacking away at building a better kind of discovery tool for podcasting, what's the impetus to make you want to build that and spend, like, are you doing it in your free time and that kind of thing? Um, yeah, so I was quite lucky in that um, my previous business that I had, we actually sold that business. So I had the flexibility and time just to, to you know, experiment. So I was lucky in that. Um, but I would say, yeah, it is driven by curiosity and also the desire to learn a new technology. So specifically for me, mobile development was something that I hadn't done before. So I was like, I would like a project to work on that will enable me to learn mobile development um and so yeah it was a combination of curiosity and wanting to learn a new technology because especially if you're a developer you know your day job might be in one stack or with one particular technology and if you want to do something else outside that you might not have the opportunity in your day job so whether it's open source or whether it's a prototype app that you are that you want to you know, play around with that. That's a great opportunity to learn and, and branch out into a different technology. So yeah, they they were the the main two reasons. Um, and but I think yeah, m- most developers will will be will, will know that that's like a normal thing that that people do. You know, whether it's evenings, weekends, or or whatever. Yeah, you just you just like to take your numbers and zeros and create something tangible and just see see how it goes. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, that the uh, the clipping thing is is interesting because you're right. Like the the back catalog and how long podcasts are make it horrible for sharing because it's a commitment. And you see this with like your friend will send you a YouTube clip, and it's like if it's over five minutes, unless I know the person I'm already about to be watching, the chance I watch that and commit versus like I watch it and I'm like that was a waste of my time, not doing that again. You 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 kind of go into it like kind of like scared of my time, my precious time. And so the way exactly. that you guys, the way you're doing just the, the clipping part is like you take an episode and the user or the creator can create create clips, which is already fantastic because there's a, there's a tension as a creator where I always need more time to create. And so like clipping is more time that I need to give versus doing more podcasts or doing more prep for this thing. So it's a tension and there's like a money aspect where it's like I could hire, but you know, podcasts are typically underfunded. So now you can put the user-generated content forefront too, and let your your true fans build clips. But then, luckily, you also bracket it with Lightning, where you can have this financial incentive for all parties involved. So I'd love to just to make that crystal clear because once you use Fallon, it's like, oh my god, this is the future of podcasting and the future of the creator economy. Is how I kind of perceive it. I love just like in your own words, just kind of break down how this kind of process works so people can understand this kind of like dance between the clipping function and what it serves and the lightning function. Yeah, happy to expand on that. And 
exactly how you explained it is how I think about it too, which is, you know, another example, like even your best friends or your family or, you know, the people you're closest to, they could recommend you a podcast episode, but you're just going to be like, I don't have time for an hour on top of everything else in my busy life. You know, I, I, the chances of you listening to that episode are still quite low, even with a very strong recommendation from someone that's close to you. Whereas you're totally right. If someone sends you a one minute clip, um, you know, you're much more likely to listen to it. And then if you enjoy what you hear in the minute long clip, then maybe you'll go and listen to the full episode. So it's a much better way of, you know, sharing uh, podcast content. Um, and podcasters recognize this and, you know, build it into their growth strategy. Obviously, Joe Rogan, biggest podcaster in the world, he grew massively through his clipping strategy on YouTube. Um, but obviously, not as you said, not every podcaster has the time or money to do that. And also, you know, the, the best moment from an hour and a half episode, in your opinion, might be different to my opinion or some or a third person's opinion. So it also allows more of these highlights or moments to be shared uh, in, in different ways, which just maximizes the, the chance for a podcaster that their content is going to get shared and, and spread and reach new audiences. So yeah, couldn't agree more with how you explain it there. Um, and yeah, just to explain a bit more in detail how the clipping is linked in with the lightning payments. So essentially, as a listener, you can create a clip on Fountain and that lives as an entity within the Fountain app. It goes out to all of your followers on Fountain and, and they can listen to that on Fountain. You can also share those clips externally on other social media or via web links. Um, you know, you can export them as audiograms uh, so that they're natively uh, watchable or, or listenable on, on other social platforms. Um, but then what we also have within the Fountain app is what we call paid likes. So instead of liking a clip like you would on Twitter or uh, Instagram or, you know, some of these older social platforms on Fountain, when you send a like, you're sending Satoshis over the Lightning Network to the person that created that clip. What this means is a couple of things. Number one, as a user on Fountain, you can earn Bitcoin just by, you know, creating and curating content. Um, and the more valuable your clips are, the, the more you can earn. Um, but then number two, and this is really important about how we see Fountain in the long term, is we think that by attaching a payment to the action of liking, the action becomes much more of a strong signal because liking something on social media is actually a very trivial action, whereas paying for something is less trivial. It's still... It's still trivial enough because of the low amounts in satoshi values that um you know you can still like a lot of clips just every day but it's it's less trivial than just a normal like on on social media and we think that ultimately that will lead to um better content discovery because we can really figure out what are the clips of podcasts that people are truly finding valuable and then we can you know surface those clips to other users so yeah that's how the clipping works and then, you know, there's lots more we can do there as well. As, as a podcaster, you can create clips as well. Um, and obviously, you can view all of the clips that your audience have created and, and you can just pay them for creating those clips if you wanted to as well. Right. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. That's exactly what it feels like is um, it feels like I'm voting. 
it's not just a like anymore. It's a it's it's a it's a positive vote that this is quality. And like at least the way it currently structured, it is in the app, it's 10 sats by default for every kind of like tap. Is that that's not changeable, right? That's just the default flow right now. Yeah, so uh, it it defaults to 10 sats per like and you can hit the like button as many times as you want, but you can actually change your like amount in the settings. So I have my oh, okay. like amount set to 210. You could set it to whatever you want. You could set it to 1000, 10,000. Um and the reason we do that is yeah, if somebody listens to an amazing clip um and it has a profound effect on them, they learn something new, you know, they should be able to reward whoever created that um as much as they want to but yeah okay. default is 10 sats got it yeah there's um man it's just like when i use this app it's also when you go to your website you guys don't put lightning at the very forefront it's like it's there if you're powered by lightning but you're very use case focused like where we think in the podcast app but what's interesting when you start using it is like it does its job great of like i can enjoy all my favorite podcasts when I get into a podcast with Lightning 2.0, things suddenly get more interesting where I can, you know, stream sats, boost, tip. But people talk about the Bitcoin economy a lot. And it's weird to like, we still think in dollars. So it's like, how many, how much BTC fraction can I get for my dollar? But when you use Fountain and you start tipping, like, you know, your 10 sats is like fractions of a penny. And so it's... It, it's a vote when I click it, and that's powerful because it's better than the like on Instagram. But I feel myself doing it like I'll push it 10 times. Like that's worth 100 cents. And it's like, it feels like a big number, but it's not because I know the con roughly the conversion rate, like my $5 gets me, you know, 20,000, 15,000 or whatever. It starts to like, it's the Trojan horse to actually feel what a Bitcoin economy starts to feel like because the sats are the native currency and I'm just tipping in sats. So it's, I don't know if I have a question there. I'm just curious of like how you think about maybe how you think about the creator economy broadly, because lightning seems to change a lot of things. And I'm wondering how how you think about how it's changing things across the internet to be able to transact in this kind of like frictionless, almost free way that's instant. Yeah. Um, no, it's interesting. I had the same experience as well. Um you know, the first time that I started thinking in sats and really like attributing like value to sats at, at that kind of micro level was after using Fountain. You know, I I, I feel I know now, uh, you know, how many sats a really good episode deserves and like how that, you know, how that links back to, you know, how much I spend per month on other things. And, you know, so I think it is really interesting that, yeah, it does make you it's one of that does make you think more in sats um so that's really interesting and then in terms of more broadly i think for podcasting that we're just solving the, the great thing about what we're doing is you don't have to care about bitcoin to get a lot of value out of bitcoin on fountain um because for podcasters and listeners we are solving a problem um the, in podcasting, it's difficult for the audience to connect with the podcaster and for the audience to connect with other people in that audience. It doesn't really exist on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And that's because RSS is fragmented across multiple apps and hosting platforms. 
Um, and that's great because um, it means that podcasting is more decentralized. There's not one walled garden that is dominating podcasting. That's a good thing. Um, and we, we're really, you know, believers in open RSS. Um, but what it does mean is that some of the, you know, social features that ha- that make, for example, the YouTube comments great don't exist in podcasting. Um, and so what we're doing with Boost, and obviously we display the Boost in Fountain uh, and allow you to reply to, to Boost. And we also link that back into the social features. So if I follow you on Fountain, I'll, I'll see when you boost an episode um and you know forget about bitcoin that is solving a problem for podcasters and listeners that they don't currently have on other apps um and so i think that's the most important thing is is not actually bitcoin but like what bitcoin can provide what problems it can solve um i think there's there's a lot more to do still i think the biggest thing for us is you know, obviously within the Bitcoin community, we've, we've seen a lot of traction. We're starting to see a lot of traction outside of Bitcoin, which is really interesting. And it's for that exact reason, which is we're, we're solving an actual problem. And we want to we want to hide Bitcoin even more, to be honest, mm. um, just so that it it's just it's just there. It's just the technology layer underneath everything that makes all of this stuff work. But you don't need to. Uh, have read the Bitcoin standard or or care about the monet- money philosophy of Bitcoin. Obviously, we're big believers in that, but but you shouldn't have to care about that or know anything about that to to use Fountain, to use Bitcoin on the Lightning Network, and to you know ha- experience uh, the the new solutions that that we're bringing because of this, like the engagement between podcasters and their audience. Right. How do you? Because you see this criticism a lot in Bitcoin or Web3 where um, people are trying to fit a use case into crypto when it doesn't really need crypto and not really focus on the end user. And so it seems like you're kind of saying like we're a podcasting app first, just trying to help podcasters have what we can. Like if Lightning achieves that goal, good. Um, how do you guys think about that as far as like being able to create features or what makes the cut versus not because like especially in bitcoin i could see like there's a shiny object syndrome that people have mm-hmm. so it's like it's kind of cool to do the lightning thing and you guys are like one of the top players so like you have the topish top spot so i could see it'd be easy for people to double down on that because it's kind of a golden goose so how, how do you think about building features for your actual audience while still being able to build in this new web3 space yeah well, I think one thing that's been really great about, you know, you know, talking a lot about how we use Bitcoin and how we use the Lightning Network is we do have a strong uh, group of users and who are, are advocates because they love what we're doing because they're believers in Bitcoin. So that's been really helpful for us, especially at the early stage, whilst we're you know working on getting feature parity with some of the bigger apps like Spotify or Apple Podcasts. That's been great because it means that we have an early user base that are forgiving when we have bugs or we don't have like CarPlay, which we just introduced in the last update. Uh, so that's been really, really helpful. Um, but again, I, I do think that, um, you know, Fountain should be successful uh, and should be, you know, loved by loads of people uh, without us ever mentioning Bitcoin. Or, or crypto or any of those words it should it should be an amazing product without those words 
Um, obviously, Bitcoin and Lightning is the only technology that allows us to have programmable money and, and actually deliver the product. But it should the product should work without us ever mentioning those words. And the product should still be exciting enough uh, without us ever mentioning those words. Got it. Yeah, I find myself having a hard time not to fanboy because of the way that you guys design it is like, it's just like you said, it's, it works as a perfect podcasting app. It does all the things needed to do. Um, it's easy to use, but as you're using it, there's all these different little, little tidbits where you're like, Oh, what does that lightning bolt thing do? What does this wallet button at the bottom do? And it becomes like the, your curiosity takes over and you're like, Oh wait, I can earn, you know, tiny fractions of a penny just for, you know, making the world aware of this interesting piece that is buried at minute 57 of this podcast. Um, yeah, it, it just seems like it crosses. It's it's one of the best examples I've seen so far of solving a Web 2 or just general purpose use case, but then bracketing it in a really easy way with uh, crypto, which is historically really frustrating to get into. Yeah, exactly. And that's our goal. We we want somebody to be able to, uh, you know, start using Fountain who has never heard of Bitcoin before um, and start using Bitcoin without even realizing that they are. And then suddenly they have Bitcoin in a wallet and, you know, they can they can learn over time. Uh, that's why we introduced the uh, listen to earn feature as well. Um, so the way that works is as a fountain user, you get paid for your first hour of podcast listening every day. You know, sometimes it's just a small amount, maybe one sat per minute, but also you have a chance each, each day of earning a lot more. Uh, you know, we've had some users earning, you know, a thousand sats per minute for their first hour. Um, and the reason we did this is number one, we actually think that, you know, you should be rewarded for the time, attention and value that you bring to the platforms that you're using. And so we think it's, it's fair to, to reward you but the second reason is we want to give people that have never purchased bitcoin before have never even heard of bitcoin before a chance to actually have some bitcoin send their first boost to a podcaster um you know have sats in their wallet withdraw sats to another lightning wallet maybe and we are seeing this you know we have a lot of users that um have never heard of bitcoin and they're getting their first bitcoin on fountain so that's really exciting that's cool. Yeah, it's kind of like in the NFT community, they do airdrops to try and do that. And it's like, okay, that's cool. I guess it's interesting. Like you give me a random JPEG that's backed by the by the blockchain, like, thank you. But this is like, you're giving them, you know, this new interesting money that everyone's been talking about and just saying like, here, just do the thing you're already doing. Uh, here you go. And um, and just to make sure people are aware, what's the all the ways that you guys interact with Lightning? Because we talked about um, tipping, which you do at the clip level, and there's boost, and then there's streaming sets. Is that the main three? And if they are, maybe you can just break down them really quickly. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I'll just talk quickly about podcasting 2.0 because this is the um, you know open. Uh, format that Fountain is building on top of. So Podcasting 2.0 is a movement and an organization uh, set up by Adam Curry and Dave Jones. And its mission is to preserve the open nature of podcasting and RSS and, and try and 
um, you know, keep podcasting open, but also extend open podcasting uh, to include new features like, uh, you know, not just lightning, but uh, chapters, transcripts, um, you know, alternate enclosure, just extend podcasting and make it more feature rich. Um, so the podcasting 2.0 standard is what Fountain uses to actually send boosts and to stream SaaS. So this is these are the lightning payments that go from listener to podcaster. So if you're listening to a podcast and, and you get value from that podcast, you can send value back to them over the lightning network. You can stream SaaS per minute. So I normally set 50 sats per minute or 100 sats per minute to stream to the podcasters that I'm listening to. And then if you hear something that you really like or you want to leave a comment, question or feedback uh, to that podcast, you can send a boost, which is kind of like a higher one-off amount. So that is the podcasting 2.0 uh, payments that, that Fountain uses. And the great thing about uh, that spec is that it works on multiple different apps. And again, this comes back to the problems we're solving for podcasters, because now as a podcaster, you can say to your audience, hey, guys, send me a boost. And you don't have to say if you're on Fountain, send me a boost here or if you're on this app, go over there and do this. It works on every single app. And we believe that in the future, you know, every app will support this. So, you know, as a podcaster, all you have to do is say, send me a boost and uh, every you know, user on every app will be able to do that. Uh, so it's an open system. So yeah, that's the podcasting 2.0 payments, which are listener to podcaster. And then we have the the likes that we've already talked about. And this is fountain user paying fountain user. Um, and then we also have uh, the earnings features on fountain. So as I mentioned, fountain will pay every user for their first hour. Um, but then we also have promoted content that enables you to earn more. So whether it's a podcaster looking to promote their show or an, or an advertiser, um, they can set up promoted content within Fountain and um, you will earn like significantly more for listening to, to that content. Um, so, yeah, they're the kind of like three categories of uh, payments on Fountain. Because Lightning still seems early. It's growing very fast. For someone who's seeing what you guys are doing, you know, maybe they're a web two-ish company and they're building for their users and they want to integrate lightning in some fashion. They found a good stack or a good, uh, like user experience. They want to try out and make sense. Has it been difficult to try and build lightning technically? Like is the tooling stack and the developer stack decent at this current, current pace or what's your pulse on that? Yeah, I think so. I think it's getting, uh, better and better i think it's definitely possible to to integrate lightning um i think the the biggest thing though is uh, as you mentioned earlier it has to be built into the product experience at a core level it can't be an add-on otherwise it doesn't really you know it doesn't really add much value um so it needs to it can't just be like oh add layer payments on top of this um for no reason it needs to be kind of solving a problem uh at the core level got it and um this is my really my last question i like to end on a high note and so i'm thinking like three five years out like you guys have been just executing like mad which by the way you guys ship fast like it's almost like every week there's new change log update going out so good good rapid innovation there which is nice to see uh, and they're big updates it's not like hey we changed the text on this thing and now it looks like that it's like 
CarPlay or import this or new streaming feature. Um, but yeah, I'm imagining three to five years out, like you guys have been crushing it. You know, Fountain Fountain is like one of the top podcast apps that people use in the world. Like, what is what is the what does that ideal future look like as you guys have been executing for Fountain? Yeah, I think the immediate goal is just to get feature parity with the larger podcast app. So yeah, obviously last week we released Autoplay Q, CarPlay, uh, some additional import features, which uh, CarPlay in, in particular was the number one requested feature. Um, so that's the immediate goal so that anyone who hears about Fountain will be able to switch from whatever app they're currently using uh, without losing any features. And we should uh, we should hopefully get there very soon. Um, more long-term, I think that, in fact, before I get to more long-term, the second thing that we need to do is make it even easier to onboard to Lightning. Um, obviously, the earnings features that we have help people get their first Bitcoin, um, and that's great, but it's still small amounts. Um, the, right now, if you want to deposit Bitcoin into Fountain, it's quite difficult if you're new to Bitcoin and Lightning. I think the onboarding for, for new people to Bitcoin and making it so seamless, that's a big challenge that we want to solve. Um, and then more long term, I think we just want to make the discovery features even better. So, you know, whether that's making the clipping even easier it's still it's we think the ui is great for clipping but it's there's still a lot of work to do there whether it's um other discovery features like we actually have clip playlists whether it we have hashtags like the ability to just kind of browse through various audio content and like find an interesting episode off the back of that i think there's so much more we can do there so yeah i think you know in a few years time Ideally, we, we do become one of the uh, biggest podcast apps. But also what I would love is just for people to, you know, discover amazing um, audio content through Fountain, through the various discovery mechanisms that we have. As I said, you know, if people all over the world are, are sending money to a podcast because they think that that content is incredibly valuable, um, that's a massive opportunity. And also, <clears throat> I'll just touch on more generally like you know if you think about the incentives on existing tech platforms you know youtube take that as the biggest example uh every single youtuber is incentivized by the attention algorithm and the ad uh engine and what that means is when you go on youtube if you search for something on youtube you'll see a million different videos of the exact same thing um and you'll probably click on one based on the you know caption or the uh you know the the image or the title that's kind of like almost a bit clickbaity and then also when you finally do click on that video you'll probably find out that the video is twice as long as it needs to be mm -hmm. because um again creators on youtube get paid per minute depending based on the ads so i think fundamentally those incentives are are bad for everybody involved you have creators chasing the algorithm and you have listeners that end up listening for longer than they need to, um, and also clicking on content that's not as not the most valuable for the thing that they're looking for. So I also think, hopefully, it, once we have 
you know, built up Hamilton a little bit more, we can start to solve that problem whereby, you know, if you're looking for content or if you're being recommended content, it is actually the most valuable and creators can optimize for the value, not the attention. Um, so yeah, that's what I'm most excited about long term. Very nice. Yeah, that that maps to why I found and like initially got curious about Fountain and Lightning Podcasting is like in my utopian view, like ads don't serve the user. Like the podcaster has to do them because they want they to get paid and they're getting demonetized. And ads will always be there. Like I'm I'm not like unrealistic about it, but it just wastes time that could be getting to the meat of the episode. And so if there's other ways that you could bootstrap yourself through value for value and lightning, my hope in a perfect world is that ads become less relevant or just less time consuming. Like Lex Freeman does as well, where he just like opens episode with like, here's the sponsors and he has like six or seven different little, like very generic looking titles, but doesn't say anything else. Just like, if you want to help me, go help me. Let's get into the episode. And like, I would love that to be the norm where it's like, if you want to support me, use my promo code because you like this episode. Thank you. You can also use value for value. That's even more direct. Um, links are below. Let's jump into this conversation with Oscar. Like, it'd be fantastic if Fountain is like one piece in that, you know, domino to push that feature forward. That'd be, that'd be cool. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> Cool. Well then, uh, yeah, I got no more questions, man. This has been a fantastic episode. Any closing thoughts or things I didn't ask? No, I don't think so. I think that that was a great conversation. Yeah, I really appreciate you having me on. And I would just say to anyone listening who hasn't tried out Fountain, like, yeah, give us a go. Uh, just download. You can import from Spotify, Apple, uh, or OPML. And yeah, you'll get paid for your first hour of podcast listening in Bitcoin. So uh, there's a great reason to try us out and, you know, earn for a few days on Fountain. And then you can send your first boost for free as well, which is a great way to support your favorite show. So yeah, uh, download Fountain, give us a try. And if you have any feedback, like I said, we're really focused on uh, getting feature parity with the other podcast app. So if there's something that you think is missing for Fountain, just feel free to send me an email. My email is oscar at fountain.fm. And yeah, we can get back to you and, and we can get whatever you need built. Beautiful. And if people are interested, where's the best links to to find Fountain? Try it out. Yeah, just go to fountain.fm and you'll see all the info there. Perfect. Oscar, I'm uh, extremely excited for what you're building. I'm, I'm glad that you decided... I'm glad you exited your company and you decided to build a social discovery podcast app because it's, it's been great to use. So, uh, yeah, thank you for coming on the show, my man. It's been great. Yeah, thanks a lot for having me, Jake. Really enjoyed the conversation. Welcome to Built on Bitcoin. I know that things don't always go your way, but I'll be right here. I've been waiting now, been trying to figure out a way to make it out, make it out, cause I don't think about everything going wrong.